Welcome to Average Takes. You know, it's a friendly chat about specific topics. And my friend today is Kylie Nunn. And the topic is predatory photographers. And like the idea came to me when, like, you know, to have you come talk to me, uh, talk with me about this was one, because one, you model, and two, you take photos. And yeah. three, most of the experiences when it comes to the predatory thing is like usually female based, usually like yeah like 98 percent of the time so definitely yeah first off thanks for coming on Thank and you. um I, I need you to know you can talk about anything here it's it's all good awesome i like that <laughs> okay so um maybe it was last year or maybe two, oh my god i do this thing where i skip 2020 but yeah, i think same. it was two years ago or maybe last summer but anyway it, it was on Instagram and mm -hmm. uh, someone put up a post about this uh, guy that takes photos. Uh, apparently, the guy was in Moncton and was moving to Halifax. And, uh, and, you know, and the person just put up a post. Basically, this is my experience with the person. Yeah. And then things started popping up about this same person from many people. And I was like, holy shit. My, my first, first thing that comes to my mind is, I guess... Why do you think such a thing goes on for so long, especially with so many people having such an experience? Um, I think that photographers are able to continue on working in a field when they haven't acted professionally for a number of reasons, but mainly I think because of the privilege that they hold within the industry as men. Um, so they have male privilege there whether or not they're consciously abusing it is, you know, another story. But I think that, and what I mean by male privilege is like, if an industry is male dominated, then those who are at the top of the industry, who are, you know, have the biggest foothold in, you know, and the biggest client base are going to more likely side with and forgive and excuse um, bad behavior of other men. Um, that's what we do as human beings, you know, we tend to uh, side with those that we identify with. And I think that that's something that really needs to be challenged for all of us, for all people, we need to challenge those biases that we have. But within the photo industry, you know, I'd invite male photographers to challenge themselves and ask themselves, you know, are you letting something slide because you identify with this person and because you, you know, you maybe feel feel bad that they're being called out for something. Mm. Yeah. One thing that also, I guess, for me is like when it's a part of me thinks, you know, how was that guy, the producer, the Hollywood guy? I don't know. Ah, uh, the the guy that really kind of kicked. <laughs> we didn't kickstart me too, but the guy he's he's big time producer, man. Miramax, um, Harvey, mm -hmm. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, I call it the heavy thing. So, like, this guy, if his company touches a film, he's going to win Oscars. He's going to yeah. kick it out of the park in the box office. So, he kind of, like, because of that success, it's built this shield 
exactly. that lasted for years and years and years and years. So it's like, yeah. do you want to be successful? You have to be in a Harvey film or something. So I think in a way that kind of trickles into um, some of these photographers. Because you take, out their, uh, yeah. take a look at their... Um, Instagram or whatever page yeah. is on, it's like, these are really, really nice photos. And right. like, they might yeah. have big clients also. Like, you know, to me, I think sometimes they already have this shield built in that, oh man, I've yeah. done this thing for so many years. I have this experience. I have this client. So Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. And that's the sheet that in this case is a shield that is reinforced by male privilege because they were able to easily get to the top using that privilege. Mm, and, uh, mm. and, and even there's, you know, there's a lot, of, I sh even there's so many photographers in Halifax that might be new starting out. Um, but because the role models, because the people at the top aren't always necessarily professional, there isn't a professional standard in our industry. And those that have tried to set professional standard, um, have done their best to speak up, but more often than not are also men, um, or more often than not are also like, you know, heterosexual men. And there tends to be of like a really big lack of voices from, from women, from like non-gender conforming people, um, from trans photographers, from black photographers, from like, there's just a resounding one voice that's kind of like <laughs> always getting a say in terms of like okay how are we acting professional what is professionalism how are we defining professionalism within this industry and because of the society that we live in um what is professional in and this is like in all industries is often influenced by sexism and by sexist standards and that affects the photography industry as well mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, um, one thing, another thing that also comes to, okay, let me, I'll just go back to that incident. Uh, yeah. it, it was a week, maybe it was a weekend, you know, and everyone, and then stories started popping up and then it was like, oh, this, this was my own experience. This was my own experience. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like stuff like that happens because the person has that experience and immediately the they feel bad or like they blame themselves for, oh, I could have seen something when that happened then. So they keep it right. back and then kind of wait for someone else to say, oh, wait, this happened to me too. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, from my own experience, I feel more comfortable speaking about out about, and you know, an incidence of gender-based violence that I've experienced if other women have experienced it too. Otherwise you are more likely to be told that you're lying, that you're making it up, that you're just unwell. Oh, you're just unwell. You're just, you know, you have a mental illness and you have, uh, you're making things up. And it's like, it's horrible that victims of assault are constantly having to face that. And also, um, you know, I want to acknowledge that some of the things that I talk about in this podcast might be triggering if you are someone who has experienced gender-based violence and you're listening. Um, heads up, I'm going to be super straightforward and frank about this. So take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think just in general, we all need to, but like, yeah. Um, one of the, and like, the thing is it happened in such a time that then it became a blow because 
different people were talking about different experiences, but then you figure out, wait, no, they are not talking about this guy. They are talking mm -hmm. about this guy now. And it's, it's yeah. in all, it almost became like this, um, archetype of a uh, guy. Yeah. Like uh, one there thing I like doing in the city is, um, I, I like, I like walking around with my camera. Cause like, I don't know. I might see some cool thing and shoot. Like yeah. when that thing happened, I start feeling bad going around with my camera. Cause it's like, if oh. you're a guy with a camera, you know, right. you're just looking for a girl to try to sh uh, shoot photos of her naked. I'm like, Oh my God damn it. Cause even though <sighs> they were talking about different guys, it was like the same story. You know what I mean? The same story over and over again. Absolutely. I do know what you mean. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, again, it comes back to a standard of professionalism that's not being upheld in this case for me because, I mean, someone sent me an example the other day of a photographer, like a newer photographer, just reaching out to models being like, hey, I'm looking to get into boudoir photography. Would you like to model for me? And I'm like, man, <laughs> that's not cool. That's not okay. Right, like, right. you know, you... I, I, everybody starts off at the bottom and works their way up, right? Like, I right. get it. Um, but if you, and I really want to talk today as well about straight, heterosexual, uh, cisgendered men who do boudoir photography. That's a topic I really want to touch on because I re I'm really just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, you don't need to. Uh, there's tons of talented female photographers. There's tons of, you know, talented queer photographers in the city who are doing amazing work. And why did you get into this field to start with? And no, a lot no, they're, of... They're, they're going to say... I'm getting distracted. I'm getting distracted. But okay. what were we no, talking no, no, about? No, 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 you're right on point. <laughs> Side tangent. Side no, tangent. no, no, like, you're right on point. You're right on point because like most times when when that happens like like this person that wants yeah. to just do boudoir the excuse or the no excuse the reason they usually give is that i love the female form and i'll be honest the yeah female me too form man looks <laughs> <laughs> like i'm awesome i know i know the, the female form <laughs> looks great I, i'm not gonna lie so so you kind of get where you're coming from but like i to do what, yeah to what end though right like like you take the photos and then what? Well, my issue is that, yeah. Okay. So you like the female form. So there's, there's two kind of camps of male photographers that I see out there. There's the guys that are like, I like the female form and I'm an artist and I want to capture it. And I'm like, cool. I get that. I respect that. And then there's, I'm a body positivity and empowerment photographer. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, my guy, body positivity is not for you. It is not for you to represent. It is not for you to sell. That is not okay. Take that out of your Instagram bio. I do not want to see it. Models, if you see that in someone's bio, run. I don't care how nice their photos are. There's so many talented photographers in Halifax. It's just, <laughs> second of all, that, that movement was... You know, it was created for people who are pretty much exclusive, like excluded from the photography industry. You know, it was it was created for people that society has labeled to be fat. And oftentimes, um, you know, it is also tied to like there's a lot of like black um, 
influencers who are kind of like pushing that movement and black people are also really excluded from the photography industry especially in the city so it's just not cool to use that and secondly i don't need you to empower me we don't need you to empower us we need us to empower us and mm. that's really harmful if you're using you know our our language to try to sell to us and to try to like bring us into your uh studio and then the other guys that just love the female form i'm like yeah man i get it pay your models Mm. period pay your models i and and that goes for everybody but i don't want to see you profiting off of the female form that you love so much i didn't know know the models a lot of the times models aren't getting paid in halifax yeah Because what something that happens in the photo industry is it's uh, what we call TFP, which is like time for prints, Um, which means Uh, I give you my time. Yeah, like you, you know, we I give you my time as a photographer and or you give me your time as a model and I give you prints. It's it's kind of like an exchange of services. So that's a a one sided exchange. Prints now. It is a one sided exchange and prints now are like obviously digital files. But that's right. 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 I think that models, particularly models that are posing for these boudoir photographers, I'm like, charge them money for this. Right. They're asking you to model for them because of how you look. Mm. Charge them. You know, you mentioned mentioned the body positivity thing, though. Have you noticed how, like, in sometimes some of these uh, profiles with the body positivity tag? Yeah. Is one type of body exactly, and that's one that's type the of color. Touch on. What's yeah. <laughs> it's like... where it's like it's a really huge joke, to be honest, to call yourself a body positivity photographer when you're only photographing thin white women. That's offensive. Right, it's not right, okay. Right, so right, when right. I see that, you've already exposed yourself to me. I'm already just like I don't take you seriously because you've just outed yourself by putting that in your bio (laughs) and like look out for that models look out for it it's not legit it's so like (laughs) i mean the other thing again is um one thing i've noticed and i was just having a chat with a friend the other day it's like uh it happens the person like either shuts down one account and then opens another one yeah and then looks for like newer uh models to so it's like Like younger it's like a cycle it is a cycle and you know something else that's important to acknowledge is it something that gets brought into this a lot is the conversation around cancel culture because when people speak up about their experience with certain photographers it's considered to be a cancellation um i personally have thought a lot about this um and i think that cancel culture is is founded in the is founded in targeting our our weakness and our our need for social survival so our need to be like if i'm canceled if i'm excluded from my peer group that affects my ability to survive that's human biology that's evolution whatever you want to call it that's our human nature to get really afraid about that and so oftentimes when someone says hey you've done something wrong our immediate knee-jerk reaction to that is like, oh my God, I'm being canceled in today's society. Which is like, that fear is actually stopping us from responding to it in a way that's appropriate. 
because that fear of like social being like socially ostracized is so much bigger than the need to actually like be accountable to somebody for some people. And I think that's a really big shame. Um, and calling somebody out or reaching out to somebody or holding somebody accountable is for a lot of people, like, of course, there's the case where someone's being malicious. Of course, that exists. But more often than not, people are trying to appeal to somebody's humanity and be like, you've caused me harm. You're a human being. I'm a human being. Please see the issue here. Like, please, come on, like, respect me. I I'm, I respect you enough to give you a chance to reply to this, to, like, respond to this. And that's not ever really talked about. The other thing too is like people very rarely are actually being canceled. If we look at it, if we look at people being called out, those people aren't actually getting canceled because they hold privilege. And the language that I would rather see used would be like deplatforming. So deplatforming somebody or, you know, we're talking about canceling somebody because the issue more often than not, when we call someone out is that the person being called out was abusing their power in some way, abusing their Mm -hmm. platform, um, in the case of photographers abusing their photography platform and their online platform in that way. And Mm. that's not okay. It's not cool. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not for nor against cancel culture. I'm, I'm trying to like shift the narrative about it personally. I don't, I'm just kind of like cancel culture's over here and I'm over here and I'm like, all right, come on over, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's work on something different because this isn't really working for anybody. Yeah, you know, I, I was, I keep going back to that week. Um, you know, posts are coming out, and yeah, um, it's it's it, this is the cycle. So someone says this thing happened to me. Someone says, oh, this happened to me too, and then four, five, yeah. six, eight people come out, and then the person being called out. Um, yeah. more, most often or not, it starts with, oh man, that can't be me. Then no, 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 you misunderstood what, what, yeah. what was going on. Then, okay, I'm sorry. Then, oh wait, you don't want me to do this again. I'm shutting yeah. off my thing. And then, <laughs> oh wait, I'm starting a new thing. And I'm, uh, 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 and I'm like, when, when the person was, you know, sh- sharing this very highly emotional experience, um, yeah. They were not expecting you to like, I guess, stab them again, right? Because every time yeah. you're like, no, 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 that's not what happening. You are, <laughs> you're invalidating yeah. the person's experience, right? Absolutely. Right? And right? there needs to be a really big conversation um, with men. Men, you need to talk to each other about this. Like, um, consent and what we consider to be assault. There's a really big misunderstanding going on with that. Uh, What I mean is that for people who are experiencing a violation in their consent, there's a whole range of responses that people can have naturally. Fight, flight, fawn, freeze. Like there's, there's a bunch of reactions that we can have as people. And I think that when we talk about sexual assault, we think that it's always going to be, oh, well, she was really upset or there was a big ordeal about it. And so men get called out and they're like, oh, everything was fine. She was fine with it. It was fine. And it's like, but did she say yes? Did she say no at any point? Did she ask you to stop at any point? She could have been smiling 
and acting like she was having a fine time as a coping mechanism. And men need to understand this and they need to ask themselves, am I violating anyone's consent? Mm. Am I, am I, am I respecting that consent is necessary? Mm -hmm. Am I like, it's just so important and the conversation really needs to expand on this. And I don't feel that men understand. So immediately someone gets called out and it's like, you're lying about your account of the situation because the word assault is used mm. because they don't understand what assault actually means because they don't understand it. The other thing is when you grow up as a woman and you're constantly told, Hey, guess what? Because you're a woman, you're going to be raped. You grow up being terrified of that experience. So when someone does violate your consent, you are very likely to have a freeze response. You're very likely to have a fun response. There's, there's like, you're very likely to have a trauma response to that because it's you're anticipating the trauma of that experience, mm. living in the society that we live in, where we are constantly being objectified and dehumanized in the way that we are. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, thanks for saying that because. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy, so I'm never going to deny. Yeah. Uh, and and there are things where just being a guy, you don't even think about. I was having yeah. a conversation with a friend of mine that shoots, and they were like, oh, you know, so this person was coming through, and I was like, oh, are you going to come with a friend, whatever? Mm. And I'm like, why isn't that just protocol, right? Like, yeah. what, I don't even need to see you naked, whatever. Like, you know, if you are shooting, just come with someone that you will make you feel comfortable totally. in the studio yeah. or whatever. Because, like, uh, it's, it's almost like just having the yeah. one person there. And then <laughs> I hear the lamest excuse, man. Like, if the person <laughs> is there, the person is going to disturb the process. The fuck? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's that's not true. And if somebody says right. that, then that's a red flag. That's a really right. good red flag. Oh, you know, if you call your yeah. friend, your friend is going to disturb the process of what? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Um, I, yeah, I feel that. And you're kind of reminding me in terms of like protocol and procedure of professionalism. You know, it comes back to that again. And it is totally okay to bring somebody with you. Another thing that gets brought up a lot when we're talking about um, misconduct um, with photographers is, you know, like contracts and then like if there's been a call out like defamation charges that you see that stuff happen a lot where if a woman or a model speaks out about their experience, there's very frequently these men will come back with like, okay, well, I'm charging defamation. Um, my understanding of defamation laws in Nova Scotia, they're different province to province, but it would be either libel or slander um, offense like in, in Nova Scotia, which would be uh, slander would be like word of mouth and libel is like a written statement about somebody. And there are, if you say something that is actually true about somebody, so if you share, say, a screenshot from a conversation, that is a defense to libel because libel is saying something that is untrue about someone to ruin their reputation. You can't do that if you're saying something that's true. Um, right. Now, right. unfortunately, uh, there is always a bias in courtrooms for towards men. So it's like in favor of men, I should say. So it's still difficult, but like that is technically a defense to libel charges. So, yeah. I know. It's like I'm... speaking the truth. Like this is a factual thing. 
here's the evidence is like exactly (laughs) exactly and that was the other thing i was talking about with my friend where you know just having this conversation and and he came that um well even if you're like okay so i went to a shoot this person was making me feel uncomfortable or whatever went wrong then um but i don't feel comfortable reporting it yeah because no one will believe me and it's like and of course, you know, like the, reporting, reporting to police is not a safe option for people. The police yeah. are not our friends. Um, there are some people who've had successful interactions with the police reporting, uh, you know, assault, but there's an astounding number of people who haven't. And that's a whole other podcast episode. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the people don't. You know, there's always that argument of like, if we defund the police, who are you going to call when you get raped? And it's like, we don't want to call them. They don't help. That's our last resort. That's like, we do that because there's nothing else. And that's another reason that cancel culture exists in the way that it does now, is that there isn't currently a system. There is a system of law surrounding sexual assault, but I wouldn't really call it a system of justice. You know, there's not, there's not really justice happening for people. Mm. And... So, yeah, that's, I, as much as, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to participate in something that others might say is a cancellation, um, I see that that exists because there is not currently a justice system that that per- supports victims of sexualized violence, and that's really unfortunate. So, the, uh, sorry, yeah. I'm on a rant. No, 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 oh, no, <laughs> no, no. You're like, I brought you on here to rant. That's great. But... <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's but not an issue at all. The other thing too, like I'm not a lawyer. So my, uh, that research on slander charges and defamation, that's things based on my own research on that. But I did, however, speak to a friend of mine who is a lawyer regarding contracts because that's something else that gets brought up a lot is like, okay, well, I distributed this, someone's images in a way that they don't like um, or that was offensive to them. And a woman might speak out about that. Mm. Well, they say, you know, I'm a professional. I have contracts. My model signed contracts. That, just so everybody knows, the public listening, contracts for photographers are to protect the photographer. They have nothing to do with the model. They're for the photographer's protection. So bringing that up is irrelevant and, like, kind of skeezy. It's like, it's that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Mm. And, like, a contract realistically is necessary in terms of like like in my professional experience if i'm photographing somebody and i'm going to be using their image um if i am hired by a client to photograph people for some sort of photo campaign for their business contracts are more important to me in that case because the business that i'm working for is using their image to make to make money so that's what a contract is for for me it's like this is what we're using your image for Please consent to that, and that's to pro- that's to protect photographers in court when people say, "Well, I didn't consent to you using my image." But copyright laws are also something that a lot of photographers and models are not informed on. And technically, any image that I've taken of anybody, I own the rights to it. I can do whatever I want with it. Mm-hmm. So. Contracts are like contracts need to outline usage in that way of like 
I almost think models need to start having contracts. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, models, you if can I, get a This is, yeah. No. Yeah, see, like, you can have a contract, too. There's no reason that you can't. You're offering yeah. them a service. And the thing is, right, you know, the thing about <laughs> contracts is that you don't even really need to, like, you just need to, a contract is basically, this is my terms. Do we yeah. agree? Do we agree? Yeah. And I mean, you work, you're an entrepreneur as well, and you know this stuff. It's like contracts are not a relevant piece of the conversation when it comes to, and the other thing too, is like, when I spoke to a lawyer about this, they said, you know, in terms of like misconduct or assault cases. So like, either like using the images inappropriately or for assault, like if you come to before a judge and let's say someone's uploaded all of your photos to a porno site, the contract doesn't mean anything, even if you, it doesn't necessarily mean something like, even if you signed a contract that said like, you can do use your images for your portfolio in any way you like, let's say that was the wording. Mm. The, the court is going to see that as well. A reasonable person would be offended by you using these images porn. on Pornhub. So that's not, that's not okay. You know? So I think there's a bit of a misunderstanding for people who are participating in this conversation regarding like how much contracts actually matter and how much weight they are going to hold in court in terms of misconduct. They have to be like very specific to the incident for them to be relevant. Mm. Right, right, right. It has to be, this is what this thing is about. Yeah, this specific exactly. thing. Otherwise and then, it's just like, what yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, oh, and the, the other one, you know, uh, still talking about that incident was, um, when uh well the internet blew up yeah (laughs) it was it was an explosion of call outs and it was really stressful for a lot of very triggering for a lot of people right right so that's the other thing right because they, they they were like when when he got to a crescendo calm started forming right so there were people that yeah. were like what do we do now like yeah okay so the person shouldn't walk anymore and then there are people like yeah sure or or and then there are people that are like maybe they should talk about it and then you know the fragments that are happening and then the worst I, well i'm not grading comes but one of the worst ones in my opinion were the people that are like why are they only speaking about it now what what? I didn't even see. I didn't even see that because I right? was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like how, I have mostly know? models and and female photographers on my like social media, so right. I didn't even see that side of things. But that's horrible. Right? Ex- yeah. Evil. Like it's I super mean, evil. Yeah. How do you so, like the person can talk about it whenever? Right? It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Oh wait you know it happened now so i'm going to talk about it now they can talk about it whenever they want to talk about it it's jesus god damn it yeah yeah they can talk about about it that was really although like how what is it i think like legally i don't know if there's a certain amount of time like reporting things faster in terms of the law it does actually matter Mm. but in terms of which is not just that is injustice um and unfortunate injustice. But like in terms of like believing people, the other thing that I, I really am wanting to clarify with with the men who are listening is there is a huge, like as someone who has experienced gender-based violence, 
there is a huge stigma that comes with that. It has impacted me negatively, not just experiencing it, but after the fact, because of the way that society views me as someone who has experienced gender-based violence. There is, There are very, very, very few people who would call someone out for sexual assault just to be malicious mm. because it will impact them very negatively in terms of their like relationships moving forward in terms of like how people view them. And I really want people listening to like, like men listening to kind of like check that with themselves because I think there's often the inclination to be like, well, like I know my buddy and my buddy wouldn't do that. And no, your buddy probably doesn't understand consent because it's not something that young men were taught. Is that his fault? No. Is it his responsibility to be accountable? 100%. So like, mm -hmm. let's hold our friends accountable. And mm. when people are accountable, when people are actually authentically accountable, things usually move forward without any fuss. <laughs> and that's yeah. like, that's the part where I'm like, let's talk about being accountable and what accountability, you know, it looks like something very specific. Uh, which maybe is something people need education on as well. But that is true because you know what? Mm -hmm. um, so then the the I guess the life cycle of this thing goes, and then the person is like, "No, I didn't do it. You're accusing me." And then they now, <laughs> uh, it's usually an mm -hmm. Instagram live most of the time, or like is <laughs> usually, uh, and then it's like you know. Uh, it has come to my knowledge that some of my actions has annoyed. What the fuck? Are you? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate when they say that or like when they say, um, if what I did offended you, yeah, it did. If, if, why are yeah. we doing this? And or, like the, I'm sorry you feel this way. is like right. a big no, no. Like, no, the, the correct thing to say is I'm sorry. I did something that hurt you. Mm. Even mm. can you help? And like, <laughs> sorry sorry it's okay it's just like it's so frustrating it's like man like yeah like just don't say that stuff it's not helpful right um and the reality i think that we need to look inside as people and be like is there something i'm not understanding here mm. and with men it's like the answer is yeah you probably aren't understanding something about women's experience with assault and like it's a really great idea to educate yourself on that and listen and, you know, hold your friends accountable because I'm not mad. I'm not personally mad at men for not knowing they grew up in a society that didn't teach them. They grew up in a society that reinforced sexist ideals that reinforced like misogynistic narratives. And it's not necessarily your fault that you're struggling to understand. It is absolutely your fault though. If you, if you choose to continue ignoring it and you choose not to do the work to kind of like change and realize like change your perspectives on this it's uh, it's really important and we need more like we need more male allies as as women who are victims of assault and um obviously sexualized violence is a human being issue it's not a women's issue Everybody mm -hmm. can experience it. Anyone can experience it. There are a lot of men who have experienced it. Yeah. Their trauma is valid. However, they experience their trauma differently because of the power dynamics in society. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a different 
it's a, it's an adjacent trauma, but it's like, it's something that they're, it's that trauma is going to manifest differently for them. Mm. So it's important that we, as, as people stop and listen to each other and be like, how has this affected you? This is how it's affected me. Let's move forward and be like, be each other's allies in this instead of constantly having these different camps. Like you said, like, <laughs> it's not, it's not moving things forward. Mm. The, the, the one thing again that comes to mind is like, no matter how late a person brings something up, it's still valid one. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but now reversing to the beginning, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Right. It shouldn't right. have happened in the first place. Yeah. And so, the burden often gets placed back onto those who are sort of bringing it up. Um, when the burden should be placed on like, Hey guys, the perpetrator, uh, yeah, yeah. like the fact that male photographers aren't having like, a, like a meeting once a month to talk about how they can do better is like, I'm like, come on guys, mm. like <laughs> get together, <laughs> chat about it, yeah. do your thing. Like, yeah. and I know there are a lot of male photographers out there who are like, really want to be a part of the conversation and really want to help. But what ends up happening is happening is they often like, they speak over women still like they they will comment and engage on things and it's like i need you to talk about this with your friends i need you to talk about this with your family i need you to talk about this when i'm not if i'm speaking about my experience with you know sexualized violence and um sexism in the photography community i need you to learn from that and then go talk about it with your peers as opposed to like trying to be like Oh, well, here's my opinion, like right in, in a comment thread. It's like, I love that you have an opinion. That's awesome. It's important to have your opinion. But I also want people who've actually been the like experiencing the main people, who, the majority of people who have been experiencing this trauma are women. Mm. Like you said, like it is. And I, and I want us to be able to speak about it freely. These are our experiences. So, you know, I guess now, I mean, as a female model and photographer, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find though that like, is it easier for other females to feel, I guess, to shoot with other like female photographers or Definitely. especially when it comes to boudoir? Um. For me, it's not. For me, it it has felt similarly, but I'm sure other people would say otherwise, you know? And obviously my experience, like, you know, it's worth mentioning, like, I'm, I'm cisgendered, I'm white, um, I have heterosexual relationships. So my experience is very much so based on my identity and how I identify in the world and then how people react to that identity. So there's also models, you know, who like, models of color who are having a totally different experience and like additional layers of of stress added to their experiences that i'm not facing and then there's you know non-binary or trans models who are also dealing with a whole other set of issues mm. and it, it's worth mentioning that just because like when i speak of my own experience it's coming from that perspective and i want to make sure that as models and as as people who are 
not being treated in the way that we deserve in an industry that we're sticking up for each other, that we're standing up for each other and that we're advocating for one another. Um, mm. That's important. What was your original question? I like, <laughs> no, 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 that, that, that actually, that actually put it all, um, that put it together. Okay. Yeah, no, no, he did. He I, mean, did. I don't he know did. how I got here. But... <laughs> no, no, he did. He did. I, and I think that's the thing about this topic because it's complex Right, there yeah. are so many layers so and complex. different yeah. sides to it. But um, to, you know, to simplify it, if someone trusts you enough to be super vulnerable, because like when you're mm -hmm. naked, you are vulnerable as shit. Right, modeling nude. You asked me about modeling nude with men versus uh, women. Right, um, right. I think now I might have an easier, I don't think I would be super comfortable. I mean, I just wouldn't model nude for male photographers at this point in time, to be perfectly honest for you. Depending on the project, depending on what it was about, like maybe I would, but I'd be a lot less likely to because I, I'm i just at a point where I want for, I want for people, I want to shift the power dynamics. Mm. Would I love modeling for them? Absolutely, I'd love modeling for them. Would I have fun? Maybe, yeah. I mean, if they're professional, yeah, I'd have a great time. Are there lots of male photographers who would produce amazing work that I'd be happy with? 100%, they're great. But I want to shift the power dynamic. So, like, I'm going to work with people who are underrepresented in the field, if I'm going to work with anyone at all. And that's just my commitment personally. And... Maybe other people feel the same. Maybe not. It's up to you. It's like, it's your personal choice. And there's no, like, there's no shade on women who do work with male photographers. Like, I'm not saying, like, don't do it. Don't, like, you're bad if you do. I'm saying, like, I'm saying do it intentionally. Do everything that you do with intention as an yeah. artist. Yeah. And as a creator. Yeah. No. Yeah. Intention is super is key here and uh, basically mm -hmm. oh yeah i was saying someone is um trusting you yeah in this uh, super vulnerable state you yeah. shouldn't take advantage of that in any form absolutely not that's in abuse any of form. power right that's an abuse of power yeah and the thing about it is that and people who are abusing power don't not deserve to be deplatformed you know like <laughs> if you're going to abuse the power that you've been given there are consequences to that and i feel like we live in a society now where people don't want consequences where it's mm. like oh i want to be able to make mistakes and you know be held and protected and it's like yeah you do deserve community support when you make mistakes i don't believe that people deserve to lose their livelihood entirely i don't believe that people deserve to be um socially outcast. I believe people deserve to be held accountable. And I believe people deserve to be corrected if they're, if they're dipping into a lane that they don't belong in, mm. you know, like maybe you should just like adjust left a little bit, <laughs> like move maybe from like boudoir photography over to like portraits, just like something else, you know, it's right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. I just, I think there's nothing wrong with telling somebody, you know, you've made, to, you've made a number of mistakes in doing this job. And we, you know, we, as a, as, as the public 
as this community, as the photography community, feel you'd be better suited doing, playing another role in this community. It's not even mm. like you're banned, like get out. It's like, hey man, do something else. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Which I, is I, a part I, of life. And that's right. how it happens in other jobs. Like if I'm, if I'm, if I have a job that I'm doing and my boss gives me a new responsibility and I fuck it up, my boss has every right to be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to actually move you over to this department instead, or yep. I'm going to have you doing this. Like let's, and that comes back again to like, why are you doing boudoir? Why are you, why are you wanting to photograph naked women? What's your goal here? <laughs> Everybody, it's, it's 2021. Everybody has a camera. <laughs> That's <laughs> like. Oh man. Okay. 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 So do you like have a final word on this subject for now? Um. I'm trying to remember if there, if there was anything in particular that I like really wanted to talk about. Let me just check my note. Okay. Okay. Cool. Do that. While you are doing that, you know, one thing that um, also comes to mind is this though. And I was having this conversation with someone like, do you think it it is more helpful? So like, you know, a female comes out and say, this happened to me. And then there's a camp that don't believe them. Do you think mm-hmm. he's worse when he comes from other females that like, yeah. So that's an interesting conversation. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot today because something that see, the thing is that like rape culture is something and, and sexism and misogyny. Those are things that are internalized by all of us. And as women, I have internalized all of those things. And I have had to challenge my own biases in terms of like um, certain things in my life. And it's absolutely possible that we internalize those mess- certain messages as women and then we enforce them back onto others. And mm. one that really bothers me in particular is like placing the onus of responsibility to protect themselves on on women. Like, well, you know you're a woman, you know how men view you, you know how men are, you should have more self-respect, you should do this. And it's like, I get that from women all the time. I've heard that from women in my lifetime. I've seen women acting like that. And it's really hurtful because it it is coming from internalized sexism and misogyny. And, you know, it also ties into like colonial mentalities. And it's just it's hard. You want other women to be able to look at you and be like, Hey, like, I believe you. Um, I see you. And also you have the right to choose empowerment in whatever way you want to. And for some women that is tied to modeling nude (laughs) for some women it's covering up is empowering. It's not okay for us as as women to police each other in terms of like the type of empowerment we seek and the type of expression that we seek with our bodies. It's just not okay. And it's it's a conversation that's stopping us from from moving forward on like our goals of fucking up the patriarchy. Let's stop policing each other. Mm. And yeah. And I think that for some women, it's like, well, like, I wouldn't have put myself in the situation she was in. So maybe it is her, you know, it's her fault that she experienced that. And that's, Mm. 
really hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That... and I, I think women feel the need to, to defend their friends as well. And, the, and the to other support one, their friends. Yeah. But... The other one that came to mind is like, uh, but I've taken hundreds of photos with this person and he didn't even do this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> like, so, like, that's not really helpful. Right. Uh, that's not a helpful right. thing to contribute to the narrative. Um, what you could say instead is, hey, I do know this person. This person is a friend of mine. I have worked with them before. Uh, I'm going to have a conversation with them about this. I would love to hear that. If, if I was somebody who had said, like, hey, this person caused me harm, and someone said, well, like, they've never harmed me, but I know them well, I'm going to reach out to them, I'm going to talk to them about this. And, like, mm. took the time to ask me what my experience was. Like, hey, what was your experience? Mm. I'm going to ask them about it. Because I think that's... And that's what I would do to if if one of my male friends had been called out for something. That's a hundred percent what I would do. Mm. Is I would go to them and I would say, "Hey, like, I believe this person. I know you really well, and I love you. And I know you didn't. I know that this was not your intention. Yeah. To make this person to get to to hurt this person in this way, but someone has been harmed. Mm-hmm. And like, let's talk about moving forward with this. And making sure that accountability is actually held to the person that they've harmed as well. Because we so often see people being like, okay, well, like, I held my friend accountable and they were accountable to me. But then to somebody else, they're like, oh, fuck that bitch. Or I didn't do it or like, whatever. And it's like, Mm. you know, (laughs) let's make sure that there is accountability actually being held to the people that are harmed. Because human beings are human beings and they will appeal to those that are in their court right so if i have someone supporting me on something and i'm really scared and i'm worried about being canceled and i'm like you know making these like fear-driven choices i'm gonna take the support of the person that's still on my side but to somebody else i might be like i'm angry and i'm upset and i don't want to deal with this Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't have that same sense of safety and trust but what that ends up what that ends up doing is like accountability isn't actually taken authentically mm. because you've only you've only shown accountability with certain people who heavy one to start this week <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've gone through your notes and, and- maybe we can talk about accountability while we finish up as well maybe that's right. a nice way to finish but like what accountability actually looks like is uh telling somebody first of all thank you for telling me that you feel this way is super important. Or thank you for telling me that I've affected you in this way is a really Mm -hmm. good one. Or thank you for telling me this. Thank you for confiding in me. Um, It's really hard. I don't have, you know, I don't have the same privileges in society that men have. So if I'm going to a man who's caused me harm, that's really scary. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for them. And that's what people need to understand. It's like, if I come to you and say, hey, this really hurt me in this way. I'm doing it because I see you as a human being. And I want you, I, I want to appeal to that humanity in you so that you can grow and become a better person and not mm-hmm. hurt somebody else like you hurt me. Yeah. That's a really big thing to do. So like, first of all, like, thank you so much for telling me that I hurt you in this way. Mm. Um, 
is a really important thing. And also like repeating language that they've used. So if I come to somebody and I say like, hey, like you violated my consent and you know what, what you did was assault. And somebody says back to me, well, like, they like respond, respond, but don't use the word assault back. It's kind of like, you're not really taking accountability for what I've said. You're kind of like dodging it. You're like, mm. Mm, I, I don't really feel like I did that. And I don't really want to say it again, but it's important to acknowledge the harm that you've caused in the viewpoint of somebody that you have harmed. Additionally, if you don't understand, it is totally okay to say, I don't understand, but say so in a way that's not like telling somebody like, I need you to break it down to me step by step and explain the history of sexism and rape culture. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's okay to be honest and be like, I really don't understand this. I'm so sorry that I violated your consent. Mm. Thank you for telling me. I'm going to, and then like something stating, like, I'm going to take the initiative to teach, to like educate myself on how to do better in this way. If there's anything else that you want to tell me, I'm more than happy to hear it. Or like, I'm, I'm, I will listen. I'm really sorry that I've caused you harm. It's like pretty great. Like it's not, doesn't have to be complicated. I'm sorry you feel this way. It shouldn't be in there. Um, <laughs> avoiding using the same language that they used is like, just makes people feel shitty. It makes people feel like you're not getting it. Mm, mm, and mm. yeah. And then of course, like, frankly, there are just the people who don't want to be accountable. There are the people who are actually abusers that are out there and they're pretty easy to spot because <laughs> <laughs> when you call them out, the teeth come out, you know, it's like, I'm taking you to court. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, you're, you're lying. You're just crazy. You're like all these things. And it's like, you are really, really good at tricking people into You're like really good at victim blaming, you know, the people that are like, you've done this before yeah. and it looks a certain way. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I, I completely agree with you because, like, validating what the person has said is really important just to the person's yeah. mental well-being, right? Absolutely. Because, you know, like, sometimes, uh, you, know, you know, there's this, like, where the person is even trying to convince themselves that maybe it didn't happen how they thought it happened. And, yeah. You know, and then when they actually, you know, determine you know make a determination to actually confront the person and then the person says no no, no that's not what it happens it reinforces that doubt they had oh yeah you know maybe it's right and just puts this person in this yeah. really really negative spiral i think it like for me personally it makes me feel really unsafe when people like it's unsafe in the world in general when I've had a negative experience of, you know, a, a violation of my consent in terms of how my body is either treated or presented to others, um, you know, a break in trust in that way with somebody and they deny that it happened. It makes me feel like I'm not safe in this world. 
I have to like it, it just really it's traumatic it's traumatizing and and it reinforces that you're not going to be believed and that you're not going to be protected by your community mm. and that's yeah and as a professional you should want for your clients and the people that you're working with to feel safe and protected Definitely. so if you're if you're responding in that way to someone's accusations you are not a professional period it's not professionalism and if there are consequences to your actions, there are consequences to your actions. Mm. And that's the thing, you know, as human beings, I think we kind of know someone in the back of our mind or or front, I don't know, wherever. But like deep down, we know I shouldn't be doing this thing. We know it. Totally. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Like people know. And um, so, yeah, just like. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And actually, How easy meaning. is that? <laughs> and actually meaning it. And actually but the it. thing is that people don't mean it. And, and I, I personally struggle to understand why people have a hard time meaning it. And I think that there's a, a power struggle happening there. Mm. Uh, I think that there are people out there, particularly in, you know, certain industries and certain communities that want to have a sense of power and a sense of like, and I think this really ties into like toxic masculinity too. Uh, but that sense of like, I need to have a sense of power and I need to have a sense of like being the guy in my industry, mm. you know, and like there's a bit of ego tied to that. And so if anybody, if anybody threatens that, if anybody threatens me being the guy, I'm going to lash out. Yeah, because I need to defend that power that I've claimed mm. and work on it. <laughs> Figure that shit out. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Did you go through your list? Because, um, like, I did. I, I, we covered everything. Oh, okay. But, like, more. so, yeah. so I, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, any, any pardon words. Any what? Sorry? Pardon last words? words. Uh, any last words? Um,. Just a word to like, I mean, if there are any uh, models or other female photographers listening um, and uh, or like you basically like anyone who's dealt with some bullshit in the photo industry. Mm. Uh, I see you. I believe you. And you're really powerful. Somebody claiming to assert power over you isn't ever going to compete with your authentic power in, in like empowering yourself and the empowerment that you have, the ability that you have to empower yourself through your work that you do. Keep doing it. <laughs> no. Yeah, really. And, um, and I think we need definitely more female photographers for one. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just think so. And also, I mean, we've got, we may need, like, we need a lot of diversity in the photo industry. And I, oh, I don't just mean true. like, I don't just mean, you know, ethnic diversity or racial diversity. I mean, like we need different bodies. We need, um, different like genders represented. And mm. there are some people who are doing that work right now and they're 
so awesome. And I just like, I see that too. I see what you're doing and it's really cool. It's like, yeah. there's, there's some really cool stuff happening. You know, no. and I think that the future of the industry is bright. If we can kind of like come together in the ways that I've kind of mentioned through this episode. No, true. Thank you for sharing that. And and I guess to me, when I think of a predator, it's like, you know, they take their Israel, time. you know that I don't like the word predator. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> of the thing. Because of the thing. Because of the movie with Because of the thing. <laughs> and, you know, like, guys who've given me a hard time don't look anything like that. Usually they're like, usually they're like five foot five. <laughs> you know, pretty average looking people. <laughs> Okay. I don't look like the predator. But okay, I, yeah, okay, I don't, okay, like, I don't okay. love that word because Okay, no, so so we use it. <laughs> I, I want to say people that use um photography as an excuse to hit on people just it's not right. It's super weird. It just you know, <laughs> it's not even like, just not right. Like I'm just like <laughs> I, Okay. I, I think, you know, the world today is so easy like it's so easy to be upfront about what you want right you don't have yeah, to totally. use something as a as an excuse to talk to someone just be upfront about it if yeah. that's what you want and then you might be surprised at the reply you get and if you actually mm -hmm. do want to take photos then just focus on that just focus on that because Israel, i've seen the text threads i've seen them where a male photographer will reach out to a woman hey like do you want to shoot and she's like yeah great let's shoot and then come like the pictures of the the gear, like look at my lens. And then <laughs> and then comes, I think we should do a shoot overnight somewhere. I think I'll rent us a, a hotel room. Like and like I've seen it happen, and I'm like, man, like professionalism. Right, right, right. Like Just... you're being real transparent here. Like, oh. <laughs> man, I know what you're saying. It's weird. Oh. You know, and it is, it's not that hard, right? To Like, to mm -hmm. be... It's just being human, man. Just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And just accepting, okay, this is what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. And, like, I mean, come on. Okay, so you're in that situation. People act like self-control is this amazing, heavy... It's not. <laughs> it's it's not. It's like, you don't... you You... <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And that's it. Like it, it's not, yeah. you don't have to go to like some meditation camp to learn how to fucking behave yourself around people. It's Absolutely just... not. But the, the act of that, like narrative of, well, men, you know, men can't control themselves because of men's sexual urges is, is a narrative that was created to keep the power structures functioning. So the idea of men can't behave themselves is very much so, so rooted in like seeing women as objects. Like, well, like this woman is her body. I can't control myself around her body. And that detaching that person from their humanity makes it a lot easier for them to continue abusing their power. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think that like guys challenge that narrative. It's not true. It's that is that is infactual information that men cannot control themselves and that men have like, you know, higher 
sexual urges than women. It's that actually not it's true. false. Yeah. It's not true. It's yeah. false. Yeah, because when it comes down to it, like, yeah, I've never yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> and that's another topic, but like it's not true. But yeah. it, it plays into the sexism that right, is right, that is right. re- and and the culture and the rape culture that's reinforcing the issues right. within this industry. Right. And right. and treating women's bodies as objects and objectifying them in the way that they do. Mm. And mm. and then blaming the woman for objectifying themselves. Well, you're the one who showed up and did the shoot, and you're the one who was naked, and you're the one who did these things. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you are responsible for your actions. Mm. You are a grown adult human being mm-hmm. who has the absolute cognitive ability to control yourself. Right, right. If you don't believe that about yourself, that's a little bit self-degrading. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, that's a problem. If you think that, oh man, I saw I saw this person and I couldn't control myself. That uh, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a massive so, problem. That that narrative that you've been that we've all been fed like really needs to be challenged because there's mm. a lot of things we're taught in life that just aren't true, and that is like way expanding beyond this topic <laughs> I agree. but you've got to check your biases and your you know the narratives that you're playing out in your life yeah 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 oh man uh kylie thanks for sharing always you know giving you me straight me. straight as it is and um you know so many topics came out of this thing so don't be don't be shocked if I reach out and be like, hey, you know, you mentioned this thing. How about we, we <laughs> meet up expand. and talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. I uh, think that there's a whole bunch of subcategories on this one. So we could definitely continue the conversation. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You're so tough. You're so tough. You're so tough. You're so tough. You like it so tough.